Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, here to bring you guys another banger. And it's nice and warm in Southern California to everybody oh. living in them cold weathers. <laughs> no um, doubt. Don't be too jealous, huh? Yeah, it's definitely uh, beach weather right now. So, man, you know, my daughter been living at the beach lately. Why until they go back to school, go back to college, man? They've been living at the beach, but it's, it's definitely beach weather. Well, you know, my kids actually grew up on the beach. They went to school in Venice. They went to Venice High School. Oh, now, okay, I yeah. I've, I've never said that my kids went to Venice High School until now. This is the first right, time. Right, 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 right. The reason why I'm saying it now is because they all graduated. Because they, they don't, don't go, go there. there. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. I didn't ever want to put uh, where my kids went to school at because you never know with these crazy fools out here on the internet. But yeah, my no, kids no went to doubt. Venice. Uh, a lot of people think uh, Venice is glamorous that don't live here in Venice. Uh, a lot of my, my kids' family, they thought like, wow, your high school is actually on the beach. And it's like, no, nah, it's not on the beach. It's a couple miles inland. But anything associated with Venice gives it that beach, you know, that beach imagery. No, no doubt, no doubt. You know, we grew up in Venice, you know what I mean? Santa Monica, we used to ride our bikes from Venice to Santa Monica. That was a nice little ride back then, you know, probably still is. But, um, you know, so we grew up doing that. But to be honest with you, Alex, I ain't been to Venice Beach in years, bro. I mean, years. <laughs> you know, I don't even go there no more, you know. Yeah. I remember back in the days, if you wanted to go up to Venice Beach, just um, be prepared to cross paths with the Venice show lines. They might oh, be no there. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. They, you'll run into them, you know what I mean? And then don't not to mention, you know, back in the lowrider days, you know, when you leave Crenshaw, you go hit Venice Beach for a minute. But back then, yeah, you definitely had to watch them show lines, man. That was a turf right to you. Man, that's crazy. They, they had a turf that was probably infiltrated by more people than any other hood in L.A. In, in the whole county because it's also a tourist attraction, but their hood is right there. So they must have had a lot of skirmishes with various hoods over the years. No doubt, because we all went there. I mean, everybody went there. And I'm sure every set, every neighborhood, every everything, you know, has been there. But at the same time, I'm sure they had to give a little leeway just being that you do have a major tourist attraction in your neighborhood. So, you know, sometimes it's a give and take. Hey, I was on the boardwalk one day and there was an actual shooting on the boardwalk. And I'm not sure if it was the show lines, but this dude ended up getting into it. I think the dude got into it with some shorelines and the dude's girlfriend pulled out a strap from her purse and started bussing on the dudes that was getting with her boyfriend. And, uh, you know, that I, I think Venice Shoreline has seen its fair share of uh, shootings, fightings, conflict and all of that. But I was actually present one time where the chick pulled out the gun and started bussing. Yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, to be honest with you, Alice, we didn't had a couple get downs up there, you know, many years ago, but it was never with the shorelines. It was always bumping into somebody else. You know what I mean? So, you <laughs> yeah. know, but like I say, even before that, as a kid, you know, our parents used to take us there, man. You know, I had picnics and, you know, back then we got in the beach water and we did it all back then, man. So, you know, it is nice, man, when you could drive 20 minutes to the beach, you know, and, 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 and get it in like that, you know, um, you know, it was years later that I didn't realize that they didn't have beaches in Ohio and they didn't have beaches in Indiana. You know, I thought everybody had a beach, you know what I mean? Until like, you know, but uh, yeah, we are fortunate on that, on that end. Yeah. We got some pretty cool beaches, man. And uh, I'm surprised you ain't been up there in a minute. Um, shoot. Let me think the last time I was at Venice beach was probably last, last summer. I don't even think there's been a summer that's passed where I didn't go up there uh, once or twice. Cause my kids like to skate up there. They got a skate park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to even work out at the uh, at the pit back in the oh, day. Oh, is that right? Man, you wasn't strong enough to get in there with them dudes, man. Them dudes was in there like hoax, man. Them dudes was swole up in that thing. It was it hey, was 
I was hitting that 315 back in the 90s. <laughs> all you got to do is hit it once and you get respected. Hey, you get up in there. Yeah, no doubt. You know, nah, but we used to go watch the Hoopers too. Don't forget them dudes was really balling out there. Them dudes was dunking, homie. Them dudes was really getting it in. You had to be a real athlete to get out there on that court. So Venice Beach was a spectacular thing. Don't get me wrong. You know, some of the best of the best was there. You know, you would bump into, you know, like you say, celebrity stars and everybody. Venice Beach was a major attraction, you know. Um, I have been right down the street to Doc as early as two weeks ago, you know, but just Venice Beach itself, you know, how they used to have the setups out there, the stands, you know, you buying stuff and, you know, no, I haven't been down there in a minute, man, you know, but um, uh, at the same time, you know, uh, it's definitely still an attraction, Venice, Santa Monica, and, you know, it's just the West Coast, West Coast uh, major event over there. Hey, that's actually where I met my wife. I met my wife at Venice Beach. Oh, okay, man, that's what's up. I, I was in the pit. Never knew I was that. I was literally in the pit hitting my weights mm -hmm. like like I did every weekend. And then, of course, we would stand up and just look at the crowd and, you know, just show off with our shirts off. And I seen her walking through with a bunch of her cousins with about they were like 10 deep. And I saw her walking through and I was like, I want that one right there. Mm -hmm. And I, I walked out the pit, followed her and, and uh, just let her know what it was and. Before I, I was going to say, uh, and next thing you knew, it was married. We were married for about another 10 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I dated her literally uh, nine years on and off. But, yeah, we met at Venice Beach. So, you know, I guess. Man, uh, that's what's up, man. It's, all, it's a special spot also. I just what? thought about that. Oh, definitely, huh? But you know, the honeys was out there, you know, back in the, I mean, we wasn't going there just to, you know, buying no trinkets from the stands, man. You go to Venice Beach, you had on your best shoes, you had on your nice shirt, you had on your fresh glasses, you know what I mean? So, you know, definitely the honeys was out there and, and, and everything from uh, uh, mini skirts to, to, to little booty shorts and everything else, man. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? You had the, you know, college students out there and everything. So, back when we was kids, you know, 18, 19 years old, man, I'm talking about older, well, I had a car 16 so you know we hit vintage b 17 years old you know the main line talking about we we 20 to the older college females and shit you know we did it all the vintage beach man you know um if you from la you know if you from anywhere you know in, in in the la area you know uh man if you didn't have no memories on vintage beach i don't know what you was doing you know any you know i don't know what you was doing bro yeah it's a must it's a must to uh location to to hit i mean i used to hit it every weekend um and then i had a, my nephew was out here visiting and uh they they went up to venice beach to show him and he he always goes up to venice beach when he comes to visit us but yeah man it's that beach weather hey how did doc wilder become I, i've been hearing about doc wilder for years and it always seemed like when there was a black event going on they always picked doc wilder how did doc wilder become the go-to for black events here in l.a you know what? I'm almost thinking that that probably was the only spot that the parking area was big enough and that they can get a permit, a daily, a day permit for that spot. You know, I'm almost thinking the city said, OK, they're going to come. Let's give them a designated area because it seems like it's always Doc Waller. You know, one thing about it, it is easy to get to and it is easy to, you know, um, and it's kind of to, to block in the way they got it. You know, to be, be honest with you, just say if something did happen at Block Doc Waller, which sometimes it do, you know, they can really shut that thing down instantly because it's one way in and one way out. You know, if you're in a car or on a bike or something like that, you know, so um, they probably feel, you know, that that's where they got them pinned in if something, you know, 
kind of was to happen. But at the same time, you know, I believe it's the only spot that's going to give you a permit to, you know, for us to go down there and set up the food trucks, hang out with the low riders, the bikes, you know, give events because, you know, they definitely going to keep you from down in the Newport area. They definitely going to keep you from down in the Santa Monica area, you know, while and out like they let us do at Doc Wilder. So, you know, that's probably how it, it just became the spot, you know. Yeah, it's definitely the go-to spot whenever there's an event. Um, all right, man. Uh, I, I wanted to address a question that was that was sent into us mm-hmm. on. I believe the question was sent into us on Instagram, and uh, yeah, go tap in with the, our our Instagram page. It's Street and Scholars Street dot and dot Scholars, and uh, there was a really interesting question that came in. And I wanted to shout out the person that sent it. Uh, I'm going to have to find that in a moment. But the question was, and it was mostly to to UFG because of your knowledge and experience of the federal system. But the question was, can you talk about Blue Da Vinci, a.k.a. Barima McKnight? Because Jay Diggs was uh, mentioned um, something that he was involved in a safety valve. What does safety valve mean in the federal system? And if you guys are familiar with Jay Diggs, he just did a diss song against whack 100 and there is he had a bar in there saying something about blue da vinci told and i guess jay diggs is referring to something that's called a safety valve i've never heard of a safety valve but what does that mean in uh the federal sentencing guidelines um i've heard of safety valve and i think everybody in the feds heard of a safety valve and the reason we heard of it because we was never we never knew nobody who actually had one, you know. So back then in the federal system, we was trying to do all our due diligence on all the federal laws and statutes just based on any time somebody come through with something. We wanted to make sure that, you know, we knew what the rule was or the law was pertaining to it, you know what I mean? So we know how to handle business or not, you know. But um, I never knew nobody that was eligible for a safety valve, Alex, but what it was. If you had minimal, and I mean very, very minimal criminal history, like you could only have either less than three or four criminal history points um, in order to be eligible. That's for one. So you had to have damn near no criminal history because a lot of people don't understand in the federal federal guidelines, when they get to talking about um, criminal history points, um, you could have a ticket and and it could be considered as as one criminal history point, you know. So, uh, you know, you damn near had to have a squeaky clean record in order to get one. Um, What they try to say that the safety valve is, is um, you do have to um, basically make a statement on what happened in that case. In one way, they're going to say it's not snitching and it's not uh, telling and it's not informing. But at, on a, on a, if you read the, 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 the structure of it, you do have to basically debrief on exactly what happened in, in the situation you was in. Now, if you got a co-defendant Um, and you try to get a safety valve, you have to tell exactly what you and your co-defendant did. Mm. Now, if you if you got a a, a fraud case and you trying to get a safety valve, which let me be clear, safety valves only you can only get a safety valve for certain cases anyway. So say if your case only carry two or three years, you're not eligible anyway. It have to be a substantial amount of time that you're facing. So if you get a safety valve and you basically tell on what you did uh, as far as the situation, you debrief on everything you did. You know, most of the time we commit a crime it's either with somebody or against somebody. So you have to tell all this uh, uh, what happened. Um, 
the homies do believe that a safety value, you, you, you told, you debriefed, you gave up a certain amount of information because the information that you've given up needs to be useful to the government, whether they use it or not. It needs to be useful and substantial to them in order for them to grant you that safety value. So at the end of the day, we did always call it telling. Um, I don't know uh, Blue Da Vinci situation. I don't know if he had co-defendants. I don't know. Um, the only way I could see a, a safety valve working is if you commit a crime by yourself, you're the only one on the case, and and you basically debrief and tell exactly what you did and who else was involved, and only people other can have been involved that was acceptable to me is the victims. So if you were able to do that, then maybe the safety valve worked out, but at the same time, I did know Blue Da Vinci. Uh, Blue Da Vinci did a proffer statement as well, if I ain't mistaken. You know what I mean? You know, so when you do that pro pro a proffer statement, Alex, you know, speaking specifically of Blue Da Vinci, you know, you debriefing anyway and giving up a whole lot. You making statements. You know what I mean? So um, Blue Da Vinci's situation is different. So did Blue Da Vinci get a safety valve? Is that what Jay Diggs saying? Yeah, that's what Jay Diggs is saying, and so and also. Uh, a few other people. There's even a, a author named Mara Shalup who wrote a book about BMF, and she talked about the, the cooperation of Blue Da Vinci. But I want to read with this paragraph from this lawyer's website called LawBayback.com. He has this whole entry on what exactly a safety valve is, and it, and in this paragraph here, he says it is generally safe to engage in a safety valve debrief. Many inmates mistakenly believe that the safety valve debriefing is snitching or informing. Debriefing rarely results in any new arrest, but only serves to inform the government of what really occurred in the offense and also serves as a kind of penance for an individual charged with a drug crime being completely honest with the prosecutor about what really occurred. And that, that part right there is kind of... Um, it seems like this, par this paragraph is a little bit contradictory because the attorney in here is saying that it's not necessarily snitching or informing, but you have to tell the government everything that happened. So how is it not snitching or informing if you have to tell the government everything that happened? And if you have co-defendants, you got to tell everything that you know of the co-defendants. So I think this attorney is trying to um, have it both ways in the way he wrote this here in this paragraph, FG. No doubt. But at the same time, like I said, it seemed like the only way it could be acceptable if you were just um pulled over with some drugs and you were caught you were arrested you know and you went to you know file for a safety valve you didn't have no criminal uh, history you know or very minimal and you went and told them everything you did you know and you i, I don't see them granting it that way because i'm almost thinking that in order to have a safety valve bro you got to give them something you know, most of the time it's not nothing about you because they already know what they know about you. They know they got you with the drugs. They know they wants to know where you got them from, who helped you get them, who helped you acquire them, who were you going to sell them to? See, they not telling you all this part. You know what I mean? So, so me personally, I, 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 I believe the safety valve, man, is a setup, you know, for you to make statements or, you know, um, and once you start making statements, that's when the telling and the snitching come in. Yeah, there's a this author I mentioned named Mara Shallow. Uh, she wrote a book about this, and I want to read a part of uh, something that she wrote regarding the what what Blue Da Vinci did. Um, she says here, and uh, let me. Uh, she says here, um, and this is from her website. Her website is called CreativeLoafing.com. She says here that Blue Da Vinci received a five-year, uh, four-month sentence. 
uh, less than the government's recommendation due in part to the fact that he agreed to share information with authorities that it, but that information turned out to not be useful however because the government had already built most of its case against bmf blue da vinci also was not willing to testify against other defendants uh and this is a quote from from his attorney according to mara shallop his attorney says he would have liked to have cooperated if he if he could have david mccusick says but he didn't have any useful information so that comes directly from mara shallop who who wrote the book on the bmf and who covered this case uh it sounds like borderline snitching to me what, what do you say I mean, it ain't borderline. You know what I mean? If he uh, gave up any information pertaining to the to to the gang outside of just pleading to uh, his plea agreement, you know. Now, now, let me be clear: when you take a plea agreement, you know the plea agreement in it is going to say, "Do you uh, admit to these charges?" Charges going to be: Did you willfully sell cocaine to whoever you sold it to, whether it's an agent or whatever? Did you sell cocaine to? Him? Did you commit the crime? Basically, that's what it's saying. Now, if you have a co-defendant, you know what I mean. You have to go to your co-defendant and say, "Bro, listen, they got a deal on the table. We both, in order to take the plea agreement, they're gonna sit up there and say we willfully sold some cocaine to an agent. You know what I mean? And hey, homie, are we gonna take this deal?" If my co-defendant say, no, I ain't going to take the deal, then I can't take the deal because I'm not going meant to sell into an agent based on because my co-defendant want to fight his case however you want to fight it, you know, um, even if it's in my best interest to take the plea, you know. Um, so now, with that being said, um, that happens all the time when people take a plea agreement. Now, when you get to talk about proper statements and, 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 and uh, safety valves, information need to be given outside of the information pertaining to what's going on with your case. That's the part that they're not telling you. You know what I mean? That's the part that's, that they're not putting out there. You know, they know exactly what you did. They don't want to know exactly what you did. They want to know the extra stuff. You know what I mean? And those questions are coming, you know, in, in that part that where it keeps saying, you know, you have to be willingly and truthfully about everything. And they asking you all kind of stuff. And that's what people that's taking these plea agreements, I mean, these uh, uh, safety valves and making these proper statements, not understanding, bro. You making a statement, you know what I mean, about the, uh, the crime. You know, when you either just take your deal and plead guilty and leave it at that, they know what you did already. So 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 to me, I, I don't believe in the in the safety valve, you know, uh, especially when these dudes are going to jail with with with, with more cocaine than a than a little bit. You know what I mean? You know, I, I don't understand it, you know, but I can't honestly say that I don't know nobody personally who've ever had a safety valve for me to personally just ask them to break it down. But from what I done read about it and I done read many uh, uh, reviews on it, you know what I mean? That uh, that safety valve is basically providing information for 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 a lower sentence. But it's um, according to all accounts of whatever he provided to the government, it was not useful and it was information that they already had. Um, what if, um, let me just play the other side. What if the Blue Da Vinci says, okay, I'll cooperate with you guys and uh, do the safety valve debrief, but he already knows everything they know and he already knows what he's going to say and he's not going to add anything to what the government already knows. And then at the end of the day, it turns out his debrief did not lead to any new arrest, to any new information. Um, if that is the case, do you still put him in that same category? I mean, you don't make statements, Alex. You know what I mean? You don't tell them nothing. You know what I mean? When it's time to take a take a 10, 20 year deal, you're going to plead guilty to what they say you did. You know what I mean? You're not going to add no statements to it. You know what I mean? You're not going to give them no, 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 no uh, information at all. 
You know what I mean? That's just the real, man. I ain't no thin line between motherfuckers. Now, like I said, I don't know Blue Da Vinci or his situation. You know, I'm going by what you telling me at this moment. But at the same time, man, you I don't give a fuck who you is. You don't go in there and make no statements about nothing. You know what I mean? You go in there telling people your name and you you, you know your address if need be. You you know your baby mama number so somebody can call and left. You know that little stuff like that. But at the same time, man, you don't go in there and you don't talk on nothing about the crime itself. You know what I mean? Especially when you're working with the feds. You ain't going in there to fight them. You're going in there to see what the best deal you can get. Ain't no fighting them. They already got you. They got their case sold up. You know, it is a few people that have beat the feds. It's rare. You know what I mean? But for the most part, in a lot of these drug investigations, bro, they got so much on you. I mean, what is there to fight? So in order for you to, you know, you you know, the amount of drugs that these dudes had in their case, man, most of them drug, most of them cases, you know, them 841s, uh, uh, US, 21 USC 841 drug cases, they had a 10 year to life. You know what I mean? All of them. They had a 10 year to life, bro. You know what I mean? I don't care. My first drug case ever. I only have one in my life. It was a 10 to life. You know what I mean? And I got called with, I got convicted on 98.8 grams. You know what I mean? These people wasn't playing, Alex. You know what I mean? So, so any kind of statement you make, I'm not fine with. Why are you making a statement? You know what I mean? So if you asking me what I believe snitching, I believe snitching is making a statement. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 you know, uh, on anything got to do with your case other than, you know, what you did and what only you did and not mentioning anybody else. Well, he he received a five year, four year, I'm sorry, five year, four month sentence, which was on the lower end, which kind of suggests that maybe that was the deal that uh, he accepted for whatever exchange of information he gave. He ends up doing just less than four years, I believe three years, 11 months. He went in in 2008. Came out in 2011. Ironically, these are the same years uh, you were in there. I'm assuming he did not go to Victorville. He actually ended up, he went to a low also. So he went to a low and he he did uh, from 2008 to 2011 on a five-year, four-month sentence. Does any of that kind of stand out? No, because let me, let, me, let me back up and be clear. Because you had two kind of drug statutory minimums. You got a 10 to life and you got a 5 to 40. Um just say nowadays with laws as they are right now, you get caught with five birds or more, it's a 10 to life. You get caught with four and a half birds, Alex, it's five to 40. You know what I mean? So like I say, I'm not familiar with Blue Javinji K, but let me be clear, you know, that, 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 that they do have a five to 40 if he only got, say, caught with four birds or something like that. That's now. Back then it was different. So, so say you, you get caught with four birds. Yeah. You, and you don't have a criminal history record. Yeah. You can get, it's five to 40. So say if the judge did give him five years, four months, he gave him more than the mandatory minimum. So that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. You know, um, at, at, you know, I'm not questioning the sentence because I don't know his case. I'm questioning what you said about the safety valve, you know, um, you have to debrief on something. You have to give them something in order to receive the safety valve. Now, I, I'm not clear if you saying he tried to get the safety valve, but the information that he gave wasn't enough to to qualify because they already knew that. Now, if that's the case, then that's a whole different separate situation. You know what I mean? He didn't give him he did, he didn't give him no information outside of probably what exactly what he did or something like that. And they said, okay, that's not enough. You know, so so maybe he didn't qualify. So they gave him the five year, four months which was 
Uh, see, I don't know how much drugs he was convicted of. So you do have a five to 40 for the dude for, for, for under a certain amount of drugs. You do have a 10 to life. I happen to have a 10 to life. You couldn't go under, the judge couldn't go under 10, 10, uh, uh, 10 years. If he had a five to 40 in his case, uh, due to the amount of drugs that he was convicted of, the judge could have gave him anywhere from five to 40 years and chose to give him five years, four months. So it don't strike a bell or it don't add up. But when you went back and specifically said something about a safety valve, you know, like I say, I also heard that Blue Da Vinci had a proper, made a proper statement. You know, uh, when you do that proper statement, Alex, you, you tell shit, I'm, you know, straight up, you know. So when you talk about those two, um, you know, yeah, those, they, they, it, that's making statements. And to me, that ain't cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, he made the statement. It's uh, documented in Mara, Mara Shallop books. And the name of her book, by the way, is called The Rise and Fall of Big Meech. It was published in 2010. And uh, she has a whole little section in that book about it, man. All right, man. Uh, I think uh, we should transition into uh, what's going on on, on on YouTube in the last. Um, I mean, I think YouTube has gotten real messy in 2023 for Southern California, for Los Angeles County content creators. Uh, there seems to be this now uh, move to to go to go back and forth with each other now and to pick conflicts and then to just publicize the conflict and talk about it on a public stage where back in the day you just pick up the phone and, and figure out a way to deal with this behind the scenes but for some reason it's shit is being done in front of the scenes and it's not only with the youngsters it could be some older cats too that are on youtube doing content creation uh, we're, we're on a really nasty path, FG. Uh, do you agree or disagree with that? Well, the, the, the path that we own, Alex, is more or less like this. And let me be clear, you know, back in the day, everybody wasn't. And when you started on YouTube, you was the only one on there, bro. You and maybe somebody else. You know what I mean? What no, no FGs, what no whole bunch of everybody else, bro. They done made it or y'all done taught us how to easily access YouTube and be able to, you know, have a platform, be able to have a voice or be able to create content. You know, the problem with it is, is once the game got saturated, you know, um, back in the day, Alex, you was one of the only ones to listen to. So when you drop a video, bro, you did a hundred thousand in a, in a day. You know what I mean? You know, um, um, two and three, four hundred, six hundred thousand view videos because you were the only dude doing it, you know, um, and, and other guys came along that was successful with, it, you know, so but when it got saturated, you know, because I'm one of the later dudes that came on, you know, um, years and years. I mean, many, many years later. So now that everybody with a smartphone can, you know, make a YouTube account, make content, it made it saturated. So why now? Why are we just going to listen to Alex Alonzo? Why are we just going to listen to Kev Mack? Why are we just going to listen to certain dudes? You know, when we can go to. Any any damn fool with a phone can make a YouTube page. So by the set game being saturated, what happens is, Alex, you have to have something wild nowadays in order for people to click on. You know what I mean? You know, and and that's what the problem is. So being that everybody wants some views, they get more wilder and more wilder with their content. With that content, people want to see people bickering and arguing and fighting. They want to see the beef between, you know, this person and that person. And 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 and, and but at the same time, we all here in LA, homie. We all here in Compton, Wise Land with Long Beach. That's too close, homie. And and, and it's causing beefs. You know, for views, motherfuckers is beefing for views nowadays. You know what I mean? When you write, the motherfucker can't pick up the phone and get in touch with me or get in touch with uh, uh, anybody. We all can t touch bases with anybody. After everybody got somebody number. 
So, uh, yeah, it is getting raggedy. It is getting sloppy. And at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I would encourage the dudes, like I said, I can't never tell a dude what to do on this channel. But I encourage dudes, man, that that bullshit with each other on, on, on YouTube, especially on the West Coast, you know what I mean? That shit going to come to, you know, fuck them views. It's going to come to a, to 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 back to reality, homie, when G's was just G's, homie. And 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 and, and um, a lot of the beefs or a lot of the bickering or a lot of the arguments or disrespect to other motherfuckers wasn't on, on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a track record of a bunch of content creators in the last two years that have actually been shot and killed. Uh, there was a SA dude named Savage Studios that decided to do a, an anti, <laughs> this dude decided to do an anti-Mexican mafia video. Damn. And he went in hard. Um, I can understand you might not uh, agree with a criminal organization, but this was a, a former Southsider just disrespecting. And when I saw that video, I was like, this, his days are numbered because I believe anybody can get touched. Anyone could be found. And if you got five or six dudes that are sent to you, you better have a, a few AR-15s in your in your safe if you're going to fight that off. And dude came up dead at a tattoo shop. Um, I believe that was in 2022. And, and we're going to see a lot more of this stuff like this. Um, it hasn't gotten, I'm trying to think, has it gotten, actually it has gotten uh, a little crazy on on the blood and crip side over the uh, several past several years and yeah i remember a time where i would go on youtube uh i want to say i was the algorithm and everything that no was re everything related to this content was like a spinoff of what i was doing and i used to encourage other people hey you should you should do a, a channel hey you should do a a video or you should start a platform i remember going down into san diego i used to go to san diego and do content all the time and I told one of the brothers down there, Hoodie Hood, I'm like, you should be the San Diego content creator for the streets. You know, why, why do I have to come to L.A. to tell y'all a story? So I've always encouraged people to st start channels and to start start their own platforms. But I never thought it was going to get to something to where person A doesn't like what person B said on a video. And now it's a, a back and forth between these two content creators. I never thought gangsters from the streets would start arguing on the internet makes no sense no it ain't about making sense you know what i mean but like i say you know that the word is content you know and some people do certain things for that alex you know what i mean you have to understand that like you say some people like 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 me personally you know what i mean we from the east i'm from the east side over there you know what i mean and i've always been a staple over there you know through parties you know the homies always knew me you know always was around you know and and i didn't need more than that you know what I mean? You know, but at the same time, like I say, you know, um, anybody with a phone, pick up a phone, make some make some content, you know, or pick up a phone and steal somebody else's content and run it and make a few dollars off of it. You know what I mean? So um, but 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 the but the beef beef part, you know, a lot of it comes with, with, with what comes out of the next man mouth, too, though, Alex. You got to realize that we are responsible for what we say. You know what I mean? And 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 um we both and anybody else can easily get on here and say some disrespectful shit. Next thing you know, we in the beef, you know, because of something we said to try to get some views. You know what I mean? So, you know, people got to, you know, like I say, keep their content. I mean, I can't tell nobody how to keep their content, but if they keep it authentic, man, they, you know, everybody would be all right. But when you got a problem with somebody or you got a problem with like if I got a problem with some somebody said, I know how to get in touch with them. I don't come to YouTube and just you know, really air them out like that. You know what I mean? If, 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 if it's a simple problem, I'll get on the phone with them and holler at them. But then again, you know, we all human, you know, I've, been, I've, I've re, re, reacted to shit on, uh, uh, 
on YouTube. You know, I reacted to shit somebody said about me, you know, so I'm not uh, uh, totally uh, 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 not in the same kind of situation. I've been there. You know, I get it, but I try my best, you know, to try to keep my shit, you know, legit and clean. You know what I mean? Well, I've had quite a, I had a handful of people do some uh, ridiculous, idiotic, dumb videos on me over the last decade. And I would say uh, every single time I've either ignored it because it wasn't even worth my time or I called that person up directly and like, hey, what's what's happening? Why? Why do you why do you feel the need to talk about me? You could have just picked up the phone and called me. The only time I think we uh, I've responded was was uh, when Vlad decided to have Mob James on that interview lying. And uh, I think that's probably one of the very few times I've ever responded to something um but yeah most of the time i ignore it or i just call the person directly and and all of us can there's not one person from our area that can't call someone else even if we don't got their number we know somebody that knows them that knows them we could easily just get on the phone and be like yo bro what's going on and and just end it like that so that's what i want to see more of in fact i want to i want to bring some of the content creators together at some point and just figure out, you know, what can we do? Because, you know, people was getting stabbed and and shot and killed over YouTube, man. Nah, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, is 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 some people probably don't mean as much harm as they like might be saying, Alex. Some people might make content, bro. And just like you said, they making content. You know what I mean? Like I say, Alex, we've all been in the little YouTube beefs, you know what I mean? And things of that nature. And and, and sometimes you, you know, you react to somebody speaking on you and saying something about you. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've seen Reggie Wright's new video this morning. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 with me and Mob James' name in the title. You know what I mean? So the shit stay, uh, shit stay cracking. You know what hey, I mean? I, I you know, that was just this morning. I, I sent it, you know, six people sent it to me while I'm trying to sleep, you know. But, I mean, you know, it's nothing. You know what I mean? And and, and at the end of the day, you know, everybody going to have their little opinions about certain shit. You know, we can all get on here and say some shit, you know. But for the most part, what we talk about, Alex, is the real violence, not not shit talking. Shit talking is one thing, man. You know, even if it's even if it's uh, a disagreeing shit talking, you know, but when it comes to, you know, I'm finna get my hood and we finna go to their hood and shit like that, man, you know, that's when. This YouTube shit to get a little, you getting a little too much, you know what I mean? As far as uh, uh, you know, turn the content in in the street shit, you know. But shit, that's how how you know that's how sometimes it go. Yeah, Reggie Wright likes to do the little back and forth with pretty much everybody, but you know, Reggie Wright is in a different, he's in a different, uh, he's in a different realm because one. He ain't from any of these hoods. And two, he's a former police officer. So he kind of can get away with some of the conflict and, and issues that that uh that he creates. But I can tell you there's a there's a handful of people that I personally know that would love an opportunity to jump on his head, man. I'm well, like, you know Reggie gonna talk his shit, man. Yeah, that's that's what Reggie gonna talk his shit, man. You know what I mean? And 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 you know, but that's his lane. That's what he do, you know, and it's other kind current content creators out there that they talk big shit that's what they do you know what i mean so 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 i I, look alice i don't knock nobody you know i do believe everybody have a channel but when it come down to you know you already know this black on black thing man you know over some youtube shit not over no street shit have some 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 if if it's already a beef somewhere somebody didn't did something behind the scenes and it just happened you on youtube that's one thing but to start an entire street beef from youtube that's just that's some bullshit right there you know what i mean 
you know. yeah man and, um it, it's it's getting a little out of control and i feel like if, if you solid and you from you from one of these areas uh, we, we shouldn't be talking negatively about you but you know if if um if there's a target on your back then uh, hey you're open season just like uh in a minute we're gonna talk our shit about kiki palmer i'm almost oh, certain yeah yeah you got some shit to talk about her but you know but if you if you got an issue with somebody from the other side of town uh why can't we just pick up the phone and just holler at the person no, nah, you you definitely can, but like I say, some of this shit don't be that serious. A lot of this shit be like, you know, it is it's content. Alex. Let me let me be honest with you. I can get on this thing all day long, man, to talk about some peace and you know them some love and respect, homie, and I'm gonna get fourteen views. You know what I mean? If I get on here and talk shit about uh Reggie Wright, you know what I mean, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get ten thousand. You know what I mean? So the thing about it is Honest with you, man. That's just what people want to see. We guilty of it too, Alice. We click on the bullshit. You know what I mean? You know, we click on it and see what's going on and we laugh on the inside. Even if we didn't agree, we do that shit. You know what I mean? But we just talking about the 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 real shit. People talking shit or people doing their thing on making content on, on YouTube and starting a street beef, you know, because you was trying to get some views. That's the part I'm saying. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't feeling that part. You know, if you have, I generally got something against somebody genuinely, you know what I mean? I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, um, um, you know, keep bringing it up on YouTube to, to, to make the situation genuinely. Now, if it's just something that I don't like, you know, I don't like the, you know, dude talking about he got the, the hottest low rider, but I think his car a piece of shit or, you know, something like that is different, you know, but when you get to talking about, you know, something that can get a motherfucker head knocked off, you know what I mean? Like I say, I, I, me personally, I watch how I walk on that situation because I know, I still know me. You know what I mean? You know, like I say, I'm, 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 I ain't, I ain't scared of nobody else. I'm scared of myself, homie, because I know what the fuck I feel on the inside and what I'm still capable of. So, you know what I mean? I got to watch me more than I got to watch the next person. And, and, and once you realize that about yourself, you know, you try to, you try to, you know, keep an eye on yourself then more than it is the next person. So, you know, I try to make sure I don't say shit to, you know, try, you know, specifically, you know, trip out on somebody because if, if it go that route, then I'm gonna be in the streets and, you know, that type of shit. So, you know, um, so, so, so it's, it's just a matter of, uh, of, of people trying not to create them wars from YouTube. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, the, the, the new video that came out. I, I was unaware of it about, uh, I know you were. Yeah, I know you didn't know nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want you want to give us a brief rundown? Of, nope, uh, that's why I didn't even want to tell you. <laughs> well, that's why I, that's why I didn't even text it to you this morning. This shit because I already know you. You was gonna look at you looking at it now, like no, what? No, no. It ain't that, bro. Yeah, it ain't that shit. Hey, they like you know, Reggie they like being Reggie. Shit. Hey, well, you know what's crazy? I, I haven't seen the video, but it, I'm almost certain it's about the topic of you and Mob James. And we agreed in 2022, I believe that was in the summer somewhere, to not talk about it no more. I know we ain't gonna do that today, Alex. So you know, it's is a he. It was content, man. He put it out there, man. He said what he felt. You know what I mean? And he didn't say shit about me. I can't sit here and say, you know, he really, you know, talk no shit about me or nothing like that. You know what I mean? And uh, no, they and, never uh, do. They never yeah, do. You know, he, you know, and uh, and uh. So, uh, but, 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 uh, you know, people do send me that stuff, you know what I mean? And they don't even understand how, you know, I, I feel personally about a lot of this shit. I, I don't, I'm not a get personal dude. I'm, I'm, I'm not a get mad dude. You know, even if I was, you know, to, to, to get out in the streets, get active with something, I, 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 I don't get mad. You know, I'm, I, I don't carry it like that. You know, I'm not emotional dude like that, you know, um, 
But like I say, you know, it's content like that that don't bother me. It wasn't no harm, no foul in it, you know. So, um, but we talking about that content, Alex. That's 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 you know really you know getting getting get, you know setting somebody you know or lying on somebody you know and 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 causing some shit out in the street, you know. Well, um, and also this kind of ties into um, you know ODM Slim got into it with his hood and uh, they decided to DP him for whatever reasons, and I'm a little concerned about what was the need to for for them to post it. Why do why do we need to know? about a dp that happened in their hood about stuff behind the scenes and what's crazy we talked about a dp uh, several episodes ago and it was from the same hood it was when 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 um c-mac got dp'd now it's uh odm slim getting dp'd why why are they putting this on the internet do we really need to see this i know we're gonna click on it because we interested but i prefer it not to even be there to click on well, it all depends on what ODM Slim did. You know, I've seen a bunch of clips going by. I've seen a bunch of people talk about it. I didn't tap on it to to see what he actually did. You know, what he was an action. Was he really actually in violation? You know what I mean? Uh, or was it somebody kind of, you know, just always wanted to get at him anyway and 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 use this as a reason? You know, I, I don't know. You know, uh, the thing about it is one reason they could have put it out there was just to let people know, man, over in our hood, homie, ain't nobody bigger than the bigger than the hood so if you disrespect the hood homie you know what i mean and, and people know about it out in the street then the disrespect the, the way we handle it is going to be put out there in the street too you know if you publicly humiliate the hood or disrespect the hood when the hood disrespect you you know with the dp you know uh um and, and i ain't gonna even say disrespect sometimes the homies just need to be tightened up because sometimes they forget so i don't look at a dp as a, like a district like you know you just disrespecting the dude sometimes you just need to get touched up to understand and realize that what's really still going on so if you disrespected somebody publicly alex then the dp should be you know i, I mean saying you got to show it on show the actual fighting or nothing like that on 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 the gram or on youtube but at the same time you know if the if the if the disrespect was public then people publicly need to know that it was handled you know what i mean you know they could have did that with words but instead man you know they wanted to put him out there I, you know I, we got many of videos of you know homies you know getting dp but we ain't putting them on no gram and we ain't putting them on no youtube that's what we ain't gonna do yeah for sure um uh, and and ODM Slim, he spoke about what happened um, with the DP, and it really had to do with uh, somebody else, uh, another grown man that decided to do something that he decided to do, and they just put that on ODM because ODM brought the dude there. We talking about Dre Five, y'all might know who Dre Five is because I've interviewed him tw twice, I believe, uh, once like five years ago. Well, he brought Dre Five to the hood to to deal with one person, and then Dre Five, you know, did whatever he did, and and ODM Slim got blamed for it, basically. Uh, and and I can tell someone said that that DP looked faked. Um, it's not fake. It's that the two dudes that did had to do the DP, uh, they didn't really want to do it because they didn't feel like it was DP worthy. But because no, no they, doubt, you know, but they did what they were supposed to do because it, it's chain of command. But they didn't feel like it was DP worthy. That's a decision that the higher ups over there decided to make. And but I just didn't feel like I feel like they could have just told that story and say, hey, this is what happened today without showing us the video. That's all I'm saying. I, no, I agree with you on that. You know, I agree with you on that. And uh, at the same time, but like I say, I don't I ain't fully aware of the violation, you know, but at the end of the day, if that's the homie. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't putting a homie on the on the gram on the, on YouTube, 
you know, getting disciplined because he made a mistake. Unless it was some shit like he getting put all the way off the hood and you can't never come back over here ever in life. You know, I mean, I still wouldn't do it then. But at the same time, I could see him doing it in that situation. But if you're just touching up the homie, man, because he made a mistake, you know, or if ODM Slim can sit up there and say, you know what, homie, I was wrong or I did make a mistake. You know what I mean? And and I, and I got touched up a little because ain't nobody bigger than the set. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of people think they are, but in man, actuality, they not, you know. So when that time come home and you have to get disciplined, you know, like I said, I don't look at it as a disrespect. I looked at it. You made a mistake, homie. And 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 you had to answer for it, you know. But if if he's still the homie, if ODM still able to go to the hood and when it was all said and done, somebody was like, homie, we love you, but you just messed up, homie. Then that shit shouldn't have been on the, on the net, homie. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I remember when uh, Ty Dolla Sign came to the neighborhood one day and, and the homeboy from our hood named Poe Boy decided to put hands on Ty Dolla Sign. I just so happened to be rolling my camera <laughs> when Poe Boy put hands on Ty Dolla Sign. I actually have the video of that and I have never posted it because and I don't even know Ty Dolla Sign like that. He's a dude that that um, was representing the same part of town where I grew up in. But I don't even know this dude personally. But I didn't feel comfortable with putting the video out of Ty Dolla Sign getting hands put on by another homie because that's just not the way I get down. I know I had a people calling me up every day. Hey, when you can put that video up? When you put that video Man, up? Shit, I'm they would have bought it from you. Believe me, you could have sold and, uh, that. But, I just, but I yeah, no. I don't feel good about posting stuff like that. Um, and there was a couple of people said, oh, I know, Alex, you don't want to do it. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. I'll I do it. But, um, you know, that, that footage is sitting in my safe and... Um, you know, if, if I do a documentary, if there's some artistic reason to show it, hey, I'll show it and I'll let some time pass. It's already been like, what was that? Maybe that was in the 2020 beginning of COVID. So I've been I got have that video for what, three years now and I never posted it. But you know how quick people are to post stuff like that, man? No, no, no doubt. You know what I mean? But like I say, you know, those are the people who, you know, don't understand, the, you know. Um, now, let me ask you this real fast. ODM, he good? He, I mean, he's straight. He, you know, he he. Yeah, he, ODM he, is good. I just okay. I just I just got off the phone with him uh before we started this episode. I was trying to get him to come on, but he didn't really want to talk about it no more. He yeah, already yeah. did the video. The video was on his channel. He did say though he's a little disappointed in the way people took his video and took what he said and spun mm -hmm. it a little bit. They spun it. So I haven't had a chance to listen to what other people their re reaction to ODM's video, but he said there's a lot of spinning going on and if you want to know the truth, just go to his video and check it out and if you if you tap in with dre five i'm sure he'll give you his version uh dre five is he's uh he's accessible but yeah it had to do with dre five it really it didn't really have anything to do with with odm did the only thing he did was just bring dre five to the hood you know dre five is a grown man and um you know if, if, the, if the higher ups felt like odm was responsible that that's a decision that they made that's some internal yeah. decision that i don't even think we we can't even really speak right, on it right, because right. that's that's what they did but no he's good that's what they felt yeah yeah he's good and um even the dudes that had to do the dp man they, they all good everybody's good um they didn't really want to do it but they did what you know what was asked of them to do so yeah that, yeah that was that but again man uh there's too much stuff that's being put on on youtube i know right now the desire is to create as many views as possible because look when i first got on youtube there was no adsense there was no right. you got to check every month from the content. I literally was putting videos up on my channel because of the passion and the love I had for this art form for one filmmaking and two the streets. And then, of course, when Google bought it up, they they structured in this AdSense plan. And then um, Google started to get 
uh, controlling YouTube and then everyone started to create platforms. And now that's what it's all about. And also the the algorithm of Google constantly changes. The YouTube algorithm constantly changes. So it used to we used to work for me before may not work for me today. You know, now right, they want you, right, to, they right, want you right. to do shorts. They, they need you to have thumbnails. They want you to do all these things now. And in order, unless you're not, you're not, you're doing all these things, it's going to be di more difficult to get caught up in the algorithm. And then also they all, they prioritize new channels as well. So just because you're an old channel with a million subscribers doesn't mean you're still going to get the same views you used to get. So everything's changing. And I guess one of those things is that you got to be as salacious and as, uh, I guess as extreme as possible to get those views. And that's why we're seeing some of the things we're seeing on YouTube now. No, nah, no doubt, you know, but at the same time, like I say, when you know, when it comes to LA, Compton, Wines, Linwood, Long Beach, man, you know, and, and I ain't trying to leave out Carson and Harthon and all the other surrounding cities, but you know what I mean? Don't let this YouTube shit, man, you know, get you in something, man, that you can't you can't handle or, you know, get you in over your head, you know, for some crumbs, because it ain't worth it, homie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, everybody's got to be a little bit more responsible, a little bit more careful, uh, even on the Latino side. You know, <laughs> on the Latino side, to keep it real, they don't have freedom of speech. <laughs> they don't no, have no freedom doubt. of speech. You know, I mean, I've seen a few people go on a couple platforms, you know, and get in trouble for it. You know what I mean? On that Latino side. You know what I mean? I've seen, a, you know, a cat come on, a, uh, you know, a, a channel of you know of, of, of our people you know what i mean and, and, and months later they were shot you know what i mean so you know they 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 play a different game over there so they have to be a different kind of careful you know what i mean you know and uh and uh but i just i say at the end of the day no matter who you are what you is you know what i mean whether it's from you know from new york to la man you know don't let this content you know you chasing you know a penny you know what i mean get you caught up in something that's gonna end up in the street you know what i mean when you you can't handle it you know what i mean yeah. And, and on the Latino side, I, I don't think there's a one single Los Angeles Southsider that has a platform that is still active in his neighborhood. Most of the Latinos that are that are online uh, have denounced their their neighborhood, have disassociated themselves or are dropouts or, you know, have um, publicly made that that announcement. Whereas people on the black side, they could still say, Hey, this is what I am. I'll always be this. Uh, this is my hood. You, you hear baby gangster say it all the time. I'm going to be a Santana block for the rest of my life. I'm just not with the violence anymore. No but doubt. I'm, it's going to be Santana until the casket drops, you know? So it's a little different on the Latino side. And, and I know that some people are going to say, well, that's the way it's supposed to be because, uh, you know, you're supposed to move in silence. But let me remind people, go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s and early 90s. You see Mexicans giving interviews all the time. So, and the reason why they don't do it now is because of prison politics, not because of some or well, we want to move in silence, because I can pull up interviews from the 80s and 90s and they was always in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, mm -hmm. new rules came down. New rules came down the pipe and and uh, they, for the most part, uh, um, don't go online. But, hey, that might change one day. We'll see. I would love yeah. to see more, more Southsiders, you know, at least just talking about stuff. But I already know what's going to come with that, because even some right, of these Latinos, right, right. these Latinos are bickering with each other. <laughs> you know, the, the same shit we're talking about amongst Bloods, Crips and Pyrus is happening with the essays as well. No, no doubt, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, they got their politics, Alex. You know what I mean? I can't knock with how how they structure is. You know what I mean? And um and um, so you know, hey, you know, they gonna do what they gonna do. We gonna do what we gonna do. You know, I'm just saying from our side. You know, our people. You know what I mean? Once again, you know, don't let this internet. You know, 
Write a check your ass can't cash, basically. You know what I mean? If you're talking that shit, be ready if somebody, you know, wanna holler at you. You know, and uh and uh that that's what it is. Yeah, man. I just hope everybody uh just comes to the comes to these platforms with a little bit more more uh accountability, responsibility, carefulness, things of that sort. But I know you wanna talk some shit, so let's talk some shit and um uh, how can you, how can we not talk some shit about Miss Kiki Palmer, man? Um, she's pr- pretty much been the most talked about female uh, on the internet this last week, with the exception of, uh, hey, I never even knew about this chick named Sukiyana, but this chick Sukiyana posted a stupid video of her masturbating. I can't believe these, these chicks. She did. She I didn't see a, that one. Yeah, yeah. She posted a video of her masturbating. And she squirted, and the squirt looked like brown, and people were just saying it looked like sewage water. And that video, that's, I can't believe, I didn't even believe that Twitter Twitter allows uh, pornography on their platforms, which I was shocked. Yeah, I think I think you if you put it in a, in a comment or something like that, if you make it the main thing, I don't know, but maybe if you put it in a comment, I think you can get away with it over there on Twitter. But yeah. at the same time, they said it looked like sewage water. That's crazy. <laughs> but um, but um. But no, I, hey, man, you know, like you say, Kiki been in the thing, you know, but at the same time, listen, let's talk about the situation with her and Usher. You know what I mean? And and um, um, have you are you aware of that situation, right? What do you mean? The when, Yeah. When she showed up uh, in her little scantily clad outfit while Usher was singing to her. No doubt. Ass cheeks out. You know what I mean? And, you know, bumping and grinding on him and her boyfriend has something to say about it. You know what I mean? And and then she replied with a video of her own, you know, and and uh, and uh, whose side do you take on this? The boyfriend for saying something or, you know, her for her actions or, you know, what what, what do we start with this? Well, I can go either from from the top to the bottom with it. But what do we start with? All right. First, we're going to start with the um, the Usher video, because I know a lot of people seen the angle of the Usher video where she he does uh, she does a spin and then you can see her whole body in the outfit. But I don't know if people saw this angle of the Usher video where it looks like um, Usher is really trying to to uh i guess you can say he's trying to uh serenade miss kiki palmer to the point where he's going to take her home that night let me see uh now this is a different angle (laughs) this is the same night same clip but it's a different angle what i want to what i want to focus on is if you look did you look at usher and i think the first the first topic to discuss is how would you feel even if this person is a singer, is singing like that to your woman or your wife while she's dressed scantily clad? That's the first question. Well, that was like six questions in the one because one, you got to realize that she was dressed scantily clad. She had her ass cheeks damn near out, basically. You know what I mean? Um, and he's looking at that ass right now. See how he's looking at it? He's looking at it like, shit, I knocked that down, you know? Absolutely. Um, now, let me be clear. You know, I'm not I'm not one of them dudes who how can I put it? I'm not one of them dudes who um I'm 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 not a jealous dude. You know what I mean? You know. But so so if we were somewhere in Usher or some singer that I knew, you know, uh uh my wife liked or something like that, or my girlfriend liked or something like that, and they came up and they sung to him, I, I wouldn't mind that. But my girl out with her ass cheeks out like they are, Usher on them like they are now. You know, she grinding on him like I've seen other videos and, and other clips that she did. You know what I mean? Um, of course, I would have a problem with it, no doubt. But I wouldn't have a problem with Usher. 
You know what I mean? You know, I, I wouldn't. You know, I would have to have a problem with her. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you know, um, it would be a decision made, a split decision made. You know what I mean? If there's something I'm going to stand for or is it something that I'm not, you know, and uh, um, and then and, and that's that part. OK, so once once his once her boyfriend saw this video, uh, he went to Twitter and I guess this will be a, a, another kind of uh, topic to discuss. And I know a lot of people were critical of Mr. Darius Dalton for going on Twitter and in, in most instances, I agree that, you know, we just talked about this with the YouTube stuff. We, we, we want to keep stuff off the Internet and we don't really want to publicize what's going on behind the scenes. But I have to say, as a man that just had a child with with this woman, they've been in a re relationship for two years. It looks like this is a serious relationship. This, she's not just a jump off to him. Um, I could feel his frustration 1000%. And he tweeted, it's the outfit, though. You a mom. Uh, a lot of people were like, he shouldn't have went to Twitter. But my, my guess is that they've been having a couple of bumps in the road for the last several weeks. This is not the first bump in the road. And he just, it's the, this is last straw. And he's basically saying, you're going to publicly humiliate me like that with the youth, with that video. Well, I'm going to publicly tweet where I would say don't do it in most instances, but I could feel I could feel his passion for the reason why he did it this time. No, no, I could feel his passion based on if that's what kind of, you know, uh, uh, chemical makeup he have. You know what I mean? Now, I'm going to take off the you a mom part. You know what I mean? Because I'm for, you know, mom still looking sexy and some moms are still young and can go out there and, you know, still look good and dress well and, and be fine. So I'm going to take off the mom, though. You know what I mean? It's the outfit, though. You know what I mean? You know, um, I could see why he felt like he how he felt. You know what I mean? You know, because he was he you know, she, he basically was humiliated and embarrassed, bro. You know what I mean? You know, he she basically went out there and was basically like, dude, ain't shit to me because this is how I'm gonna get out here and carry mom ass cheeks out, rubbing on another man, you know, blah, 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 being serenaded by another man. You know, don't get me wrong. That is Usher. You know, he done serenaded many of dudes, you know, girlfriends and wives and shit, you know. But at the same time, that's what he do. Um, but for Darius Dalton, man, you in a situation like this, man. I don't know what he does, Alex. I don't know what his financial status is, but I don't believe it's, 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 it's equally yoked as hers. You know what I mean? And I remember one time back in the day, you know, and I was talking shit to my wife and she said, well, why, why you can do this? And I told her, don't forget the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rule. You know what I mean? And she started laughing. She was like, all right, all right. But in this situation, you know, if she's more wealthy than him, she's more successful than him. You know what I mean? And she carries the relationship financially. Not saying that he don't have money, but maybe he don't have her kind of money. You know what I mean? She's a she's a she's an actor. She's a star. You know, um, that's a bad combination. You know what I mean? It makes it easy for her to disrespect him. And he's supposed to, you know, take it on the chin when I don't care who you dating as a man. If you got morals and standards for who you are, I don't care if I was dating whoever, you know, you disrespect Mr. Rap, baby mama, not whatever or not, you know. So, you know, um, that's a decision he should have made and not took it to Twitter and just straight up said, well, you know, we're going to be done with this relationship based on the disrespect and moved on. He never had to take it to Twitter. He could have just you know, acted upon it, you know what I mean? And uh, kept walking. But if had he just put you, it's the outfit though, you know, I could still feel him on that a hundred percent. 
Well, I feel them on, on the mom part more than the outfit part because um, we all know chicks are going to wear these outfits. But most of the time, most of the time, moms don't wear these outfits uh, because moms are usually, I would say, good moms, responsible moms are usually setting an example for their kids or their son or daughters. And this is not a this is not a good look for your kid to look at. This is going to be on the Internet forever. And their kid got to go to school saying, yeah, your mama was uh, shaking that thing in front of Usher when she was with your daddy. You know, that's just uh, that's just embarrassing to the kid as the kid has to deal with this all the time. So I was with both parts of the tweet. Uh, but I wanted to address the the part you said about money. I, I feel like a man should still be able to be a man in his house, regardless if the woman makes more money or less. I actually believe that the amount of money that the woman makes should be irrelevant to allowing a man to set boundaries and rules uh, in his home. I don't think he should be relinquish his uh, masculine authority because he makes less money than the woman, because that kind of emasculates the man. Um, from his true duty, his true role as a, a father figure and as a, I know they're not married, I was going to say a husband, but uh, if, should they be married, um, it, it, it takes away from his role as a husband, a leader and a protector. His salary doesn't determine that. It just so happens he's he's with a an actress. Of course, her salary is going to supersede his unless he's in the same in the same career and he's not. So I don't think the his lack of income should relinquish his position as a man in that household. No, I'm 100% with you on that, but that's why she don't date me or you. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of females go out there and they find this dude who's nice and sweet and lovable and, you know, and, and, and understanding and, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and things of this nature, you know, it, it, it's a, a lot of women stay away from guys like us, Alex, you know what I mean? Because we do have standards and, and, and rules and, 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 you know, not that we, 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 uh, uh overbearing and nothing, but you know, it's an expectation that I have of what, you know, uh, how I'm going to be represented, you know what I mean? And, 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 uh, and, but they know this from the gate, you know, um, it's certain things that, you know, in any relationship we ever been in, and it's going to be standards. Females have those same standards too. A lot of times, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, if he do this, I'm, it's, that's a wrap, you know, um, some of these dudes though, like you say, and it ain't even just with the money thing. Some of these dudes are getting with these girls cause they fine cause they this and that and they lower their standards or they never had standards like that in the first place. They never said, if you do this, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? And she going to know that. You know what I mean? So, um, um, you know, uh, I, like I say, I don't I don't knock her as a mom for being, you know, hanging out, having a good time. I, I just don't. You know what I mean? Even in the outfit. I'm saying she disrespected her dude, you know, you know to the point to where, like I say, he got to make a decision. You know, and his decision should have been made before he tweeted anything. He, his decision should have been made. Now, she didn't double back on his ass. Now, how you feel about this one, though? Oh, she's um, she's going to rub it in. Uh, she's rubbing it in. And um, she, she's something else, man. Let me play this little video because this is her little response. Um, and here, let me play. It. I'm about to link up. If you will act up, I'm about to link up. I'm about to link up. I'm about to link up. If you will act up, I'm about to link up. Link up. I'm about to link up. You ain't, you ain't stopping stop nothing. And uh, the first thing I want to say is how... How is she so prepared with the cute video, well edited, her makeup all hooked up? Uh, she got a lyrics. She's already got bars <laughs> a day later. How is she this ready to respond with such a uh, artistically put together video that would take the normal person several days to come up with 
is this just part of a plot, man, to get us talking about them and for that for us to just end up uh, going to whatever uh, products and and things that they're doing? Or is this, is this a serious conflict that's going on in the in the Palmer household? Um, I don't think it's a conflict. I think if it got to this situation for even the way she, you know, like I say, dissed that night, she probably got to uh, understand and realize how, how women do things, Alex. They don't just leave, bro. You know what I mean? You know, they be the left you, you know, four or five, six months before they make the decision to even give you, start giving you hints. You know what I mean? You know, we different. We'll snap our fingers and be like, it's over. I'm done. No, they don't do it like that. They're going to make sure that they they done with. They're going to do all they due diligence about what's going on with this dude. So she probably been like, you know, I'm over this cat. Yeah, we had a child. You know, yeah, it was cool. But uh, this ain't this ain't going to work. You know what I mean? So the night she went out that night, it could have been over for a few months already in her in her head. And as soon as he said one thing, bro, it was, it was a wrap for you. You know what I mean? You know now. I want to see, you know, bro, you can't come back from this. When I say you can't come back, you're supposed to be like, it's a wrap. Okay, it's over with. Ain't nothing else to be said. You know, we'll do our parent thing, you know what I mean, and keep it on that level. But at the, but, but at the same time, if I see him, you know, walking hand in hand with him two weeks from now, you know what I mean, then, I, you know, I'm going to have a certain, I mean, hey, that's his prerogative. If that's what he want to do, you know, run up behind her like a puppy and chase her and shit, that's on him. But at the same time, homie, you know, you know, you can't get out there and get at, get at me like that, homie, and it's going to be cool. You know what I mean? So um, that's, well, re- what, that's what I feel about that part. The reason why I was wondering if this is just sort of uh, some play uh, is because Kiki Palmer got these sweatshirts that are available on her website like like the next day, you know, a couple of days later called I'm a Mother. So, um, I mean, this could clearly be a true conflict and like, uh, you know, any business person would do is try to take advantage of it. But, you know, is this a publicity stunt just to sell more products and and get more people talking about her? Um, I, I just don't think it's a stun. I mean, I think if he feel like how he actually feel, you know, what's his next play going to be on him? You know, if his next play ain't going to be nothing, he shouldn't have never said nothing out the gate. He should have left it alone all the way around. You know what I mean? Because he didn't already made up in, the, in her mind, no matter what she do, I'm going to be with her. You know, I love her. That's my baby mama. You know what I mean? And things of that nature, you know, so he shouldn't have said nothing, you know, but um, hey. Well, this is a tweet that he put posted a few days ago where he said, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to agree with him wholeheartedly. 100 percent. No. No, I agree with his statement. You know what I mean? I agree with his statement, but I'm going to check out his actions. You know what I mean? And uh, if he feel disrespectful, no matter what it was, you know what I mean? No matter what it was, you know, if he feel disrespected, bro, that's how he feel, you know, and, and I can't change the way how he feel. But like I say, don't shoot these shots, bro. And then, you know, you ain't standing on it. That's that's my whole part. If he not going to stand on what he talking about, because it's just already done. And she double back on another video and say, nigga, you ain't talking about shit. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 you Basically, you can get on. You know what I mean? So if he ain't going to stand on what he's talking about, you know what I mean? Don't put nothing. But it, but that statement, that last statement he made, man, I, I agree with him 100%. Now, I wanted to uh, respond to something you said about a lot of women don't like men like us. They don't date men like us. I would actually say that the, the young young women 
when they're in their 20s, they don't really take a relationship seriously. So men like us are they probably avoid men like us the most. But once they get into their 30s and they're pushing 40, they start saying, damn, I want a husband. Damn, I, I want a family. I, 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 or after they've already had two baby daddies and they're not with those guys. Now, all of a sudden they want a, a husband. And to me, at that point, it's a little too late because you had the opportunity when you was 22, 23, 25, 27, 28 to, to get a man like us, a, a man that wanted to 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 marry you and have a family. Because you know how many women put these guys in the friend zone? But then when they're 35, 37, 38, they're like, damn, I do want a guy like FG. I do want a guy like Alex. I do need a husband. And I feel like at this point, it's too late. So Kiki Palmer's young. She's still in her late 20s. She better uh, think twice before she makes a decision. Because if she ends up leaving this dude, she's she's ruining her family. And then eventually she's going to want what she had when she's like 37, when nobody wants to give it to her. So um, I think that's a, a little lesson for a lot of ladies to hopefully, uh, you know, soak in. I don't know, Alex. I got to disagree with you on that one, man, because some of these females, let's be honest with you. Some of them, you know, back in the day, homie, with some hoes like they were straight up hoes, homie. And right now, homie, they got the, the, the husband, the white picket fence, the, you know, the two kids and the dog. And you know what I mean? And, 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 and it didn't matter to the dude that they married. You know, he loved her. He knew her background. He knew the whole thing. Kiki Palmer's still young, homie. She's still young enough to where, you know, with one kid, yeah, she might be breaking up her family. But at the same time, if she just wanted to have a, you, you got to realize some of these new, new, new women or, 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 you know, should I even old? You know, they just want a baby by who they want a baby with because of the genetic situation purposes. You know what I mean? He's a good dude internally. You know, I'm a good hearted dude. You know, easy on the eyes. You know, I don't know what this cat look like, but, you know, easy on the eyes. And that's what these women are doing. And they can, and they can uh, go on and, um, walk off with their baby, you know, or share parental duties, but they got what they want, the baby. And in and, and actuality, though, Alex, you know, with one kid, you know, you would be surprised at how many men, you know, uh, 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 will take a woman with, 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 with one kid easily. You know what I mean? Like, like very easily. You know, when you get to talking about the two and three baby daddies, that's a whole different subject. But, you know, at this point, I believe Kiki Palmer's that she ain't in no danger to not finding what she want in life. You know, she's still young. Alex, she probably don't even really know what she exactly want in life, you know, and uh, and um, but until she find that one dude that's going to lock her down and, and 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 make her respect everything that he's talking about, you know, um, you know, that's a different situation. No, nah, man, I think Kiki's uh Kiki's on a time clock. She better be careful. Maybe them hoes on uh on the east side of Compton and Long Beach be getting uh wifed up. If the, hoes on, <laughs> the hoes on my side of town. I, I don't know too many of them uh, that got wifed up, man. So I think that Kiki is gonna end up in that category. How many look, how many fine celebrity chicks can we sit here and say that are single? Like uh Tracy Ellis Ross is one of the baddest sisters. She ain't got no man. Nobody ever found her worthy enough to marry. Um, I mean, we can name Halle Berry. Every man that Halle Berry's ever been with backslapped yeah. her and went away. So, yeah, now nah, uh, you got a point. Kiki got to be careful. Look, Kiki got her light skin mixed dude that she's been wanting her whole life. 
Right. That's why I say I hadn't even seen the dude, but now that I see him, I see, okay, she looked at everything and said, I want a baby by this cat. But at the same time, Alex, you know, some people do make mistakes. She could be making a mistake, you know, by just because this dude, you know, love her and don't want her to be on stage with her ass cheeks out, you know, you disrespecting a dude that probably genuinely love you. You know what I mean? You know, um, and that happens so often, you know, then you go into going to mess with a dude who really don't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? So, so, um, it's a fine line. Like I say at that age, you know, and you're right. Um, these women, a lot of these women aren't looking at how many successful women are out here single, can't get a man or can't get the man they want. You know what I mean? Because they waited too long, didn't lock nothing down and, and, and things of that nature, you know? So, um, like I say, I'm not here to get nobody relationship advice, but at the same time, I'm going to tell a dude that you've been disrespected, bro, you know, publicly, you know what I mean? So, uh, at the end of the day, man, he got a decision to make. Is he going to stand on it or is he going to try to make his relationship work? Me, I feel if she disrespected you like this once, bro, um, publicly like this, then double down with another video, uh, it, it, it might not be looking too good for you. You know, you maybe just need to move on and go on about your life, you know, and, and, and hey, you know, it's, it's, it's I do believe it's, it's a whole lot easier for men to find good women than it is a, a, a woman to find a, a, a good, good man. You know what I mean? Oh, oh without a doubt, man. Uh, shoot. When I got married, I had like five choices at the time. <laughs> it was, it's not a problem um, to find, for men to find women. Uh, I think this uh, Kiki needs to come to her senses, but you know, all in this celebrity world, in this industry world, you know, relationships quite don't follow the same rules as they do outside the industry. And uh, some people think it was a play on his part that he met her uh, at, at a club somewhere and at a um, at an event and just stepped to her and uh, decided, hey, I'm gonna pursue this woman because she's a, uh, you know, a well-known actress. And maybe this is an opportunity for me to to attach attach myself onto some legacy. But if that's the case, he wouldn't be complaining on Twitter if he just saw <laughs> Kiki. Right. As just as a as an opportunity, he wouldn't be complaining on Twitter. Well, you got to understand and realize, Alice, by this point, they got a child, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's probably his first child. You know what I mean? And when a man have his first child, man, you know, he feel a whole lot of ways about what a woman, he feel a woman shouldn't be doing. He'll go to the strip club all day long, but don't want to see his woman in one. He'll go to the mall and look at females in tight ass jeans all day long, but don't want his baby mama to dress like that. You know what I mean? Um, that that first child, man, you know, can change a dude, bro. I I, I get that just based on because I'm 50 now. I, I, I get it. You know, um, um. So he probably really wants his family to be a family, really wants his child to have a mother and father, you know, um, you know, and don't want to see his baby mama out there thought like that, you know, on stage in public, you know, um, in, in front of the world. You know, that's not hard for me to understand what, what, what he's getting at. What I'm saying is she didn't double down on a video. She telling you, you're going to get in line or you're going to get out of line. You know what I mean? And, and and at this point, I feel that he should get out of line, you know what I mean, and and and, and, and do him and co-parent, you know what I mean, and going about his life. No matter who she is, man, you got to have standards in your life because guess what? It ain't going to stop here. What's going to happen is he going to turn into the nanny while she, you know, doing tours and say if she gets, you know, she's going to get some more acting opportunities. You know what I mean? So she's going to be jet set. You're going to be at home with the baby, bro. You know what I mean? Being the nanny, you know what I mean? And and you ain't going to know what she out there doing. And then it's just going to come to a point to where the ultimate disrespect just is going to be there because you're not you're not standing on no morals or no ground on nothing. You know, so um, 
you know, that's how I feel about that situation, you know? Yeah, he's he's going to definitely have to sit her down and say, these are my rules. These are my boundaries. These are the parameters. And if you can't operate within them, then we're going to have to just co-parent from two different homes then. And he, he needs to stand on that. And and they could do that privately. They don't need to come on Twitter. They, they can go to counseling, get the counseling they need. And um, and she needs to respect his rules. And if uh, if, if she doesn't want to respect them, then they need to part ways. Simple as that. Part ways. No doubt. Okay. Um, we running out of time here, but I just wanted to squeeze in this last door, man. We could talk about that. I mean, there's like, there's like so many multiple subtopics to that situation that we could spend a whole hour on that. But, uh, I wanted to just talk about the, the Charles Manson killer, uh, Leslie Van Hooten, who was just released from prison after serving 50, I believe it's 50, uh, 50 plus 50 plus. Well, I'd say it was 69 when they went to jail. So, yeah, what's that? 53 years ago. Uh, this happened before both of us was even born. But let me just play this quick clip and maybe we could talk about it. And more breaking news. More than 50 years after the Manson family's murderous rampage, one of the group's followers is heading for parole. In a surprise announcement, Governor Newsom's office will not challenge an appeals court ruling that clears the way for Leslie Van Houten's release, saying any appeal will likely be unsuccessful. Van Houten was 19 years old when she followed the direction of cult leader Charles Manson in 1969. Now in her 70s, she is serving a life sentence for taking part in the killings of Leno and Rosemary LaBianca in their Los, Los Feliz home. Now Newsom has rejected parole grants for Van Houten several times, but his most recent denial was overturned by a state appeals court panel in May. Right now, it's unclear when Van Houten will be released okay, from custody. That was, uh, that was 53 years ago, and I mean, 54 years ago, actually. And uh, some people say she should have never got out because those Charles Manson murders were pretty brutal. Uh, in, in total, I believe seven or eight people were killed. And Leslie was responsible for two of them. She stabbed Rosemary LaBianca 16 times uh, in her back back in 1969. And uh, she's a free woman now. Um, did she was just to serve? Yeah, justice was served, bro. <laughs> no hesitation there. She did her time, right? She did 50 years. What else do you want her to do? I mean, right, Alice, but let me be clear. You know, she was 19 years old, bro. You know, we all agree that the, the brain don't fully develop till you're 25. They were in a cult, probably doing a bunch of drugs back then, man. You know, and the thing about it, she got caught up in something that, you know, a, a, a will that she couldn't get out of. And she was with it, you know what I mean? As we all were at 19 years old. You know what I mean? Now, let's go back even before then. How many homies you got? I can name five of them right now that, you know, got that YA life, got that murder at, at 15, 16 back in the day. They used to give you that YA life. You go do seven, eight years, you come home, Alex. And I know five, I got five homies I know that then went and did that and came home because they were so young, man. They they w wasn't just all the way in, in tune with their brain, with their mind, you know. And this lady did 50 years, homie. In there, she got a bachelor's degree. She got a master's degree. Every single program that they asked her to take, she took. You know what I mean? Every bit, bit of rehabilitation that they that, that they can come across, bro, she did. You know what I mean? Now, has she been 30 when she did it? Has she been 40 when she did it? You know, I'm taking age into consideration. She was 19 years old. Person at 19 ain't the same as 50. Man, I was a damn fool at 19 years old. You couldn't, man, ask anybody to know me. You know, um, um, happy to still be here to this day from some shit I was doing at 19. Um, 
And uh, for her to go do 50 years, bro, they need to crack that door open for it. Now, don't get me wrong. The per- people that she killed, they'll never come back. You know, so I understand the hurt from the family. But also, man, at, at this age, I got to take into consideration, man, she was a 19-year-old kid, man. I got a twenty. I got an eighteen-year-old daughter, twenty-year-old son, man. These, these, they, these, these young adults, but they, they, they kids, bro. You know what I mean? And I don't believe that uh, um, she shouldn't get out. I believe that they should crack that door open, man, and let her go on about her life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she's done over fifty years in prison. She was a teenager when she went in, and and um, most most experts agree with the release. There was a a, a prosecutor. Um, that did he wasn't the prosecutor in this case, but I heard a prosecutor saying that a lot of people in California are going to be disappointed with her release. And I was sitting there saying, uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be upset. There might be some. I understand that there's some very conservative people that are far right that believe that some people like her and people who commit crimes like that should never get out. But you can't keep someone in prison forever you know, until they die. And, you know, uh, in most instances, and, uh, she was 19, she did 53 years. She's in her seventies right now and she is not a threat to society. So I don't have a problem with it. And, uh, I think we are just going to have to accept that this is, this is good too, because it lets us know that other people are coming home also who did crazy crimes between the ages of 18 and 24 before our, our frontal lobe was fully developed in our brain. And that means that they got a chance of coming home too one day. No doubt, but at the same time, we, the thing about it was if you're, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> if you've, if, if, if you've shown light, look, they, they, they've analyzed this woman time and time and time again. You know what I mean? They know if she's ready or not. You know what I mean? She's been, uh, uh approved to get out. The, the, the parole board didn't approve her to come home like four or five times already. It's been the governor who's been shutting her down, you know? So they've, they've been, said that this woman, you know, is 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 uh mentally healthy enough to be let out in the street. They don't just let you out just because of the years. They're not gonna do that. If you still not mentally, you know, don't seem mentally capable of coming out here and handling the life, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, life on the street, they won't let you out. But in her uh um situation, Alice, they believe that she was um, you know, uh, uh rehabilitated. You know, and like I say, she went on to get a, a, a bachelor's degree. She went on and got a master's degree, you know, so her brain still is working. I mean, you know, she, you know, she, you know, she haven't lost it or nothing like that. So in that situation, you know, uh, 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 you got to let these people out, man, let them come live. And, you know, uh, they took responsibility for their crime, you know, even though it was a murder. But, man, they was, she was very young and impressionable back then. Yeah, if the CDC had already said she was eligible for release five different times ago, um, she's not going to be able to fool the CDC on five different parole board hearings. She's not going to trick them into something that she's not. That she's not going to uh, outwit and outsmart this, the California parole boards five different times. So uh, this is a woman in her 70s. Yes, it was terrible what she did back in 1969. But um, what do you want to do? What do you want her to do? Another 50 years in prison? It's just at some point you got to let people come home. That's why it's called the CDCR, rehabilitation. And if anybody should be the poster child for rehabilitation for all the things that this woman has done in prison during this last 50 years, she has certainly met that criteria of rehabilitation. And everybody who is close to her and who knows her says that she has been fit for release for many times. So I don't even think it should be an issue that uh, she's released. But I know that the 
the the Charles Manson stigma. It's something about just the Charles Manson connection that people just can't forgive. It's like because there was seven murders that happened all at two different places and people just can't let go of this Charles Manson. We all knew Charles Manson was never going to come home. But right, the people right, that right. were we know that, yeah. But the people that were following them, you know, that's a different situation. No, no doubt. You know, you know Charles wasn't coming home and he never seemed rehabilitated though. He was nah. he was a damn fool up until the yeah, he was a damn fool up until the day he laid it down. You know, so um you know, it's a whole separate situation, man. But like you say, you know, young women, young people, you know, how many young homies you've seen around the hood following the big homie doing some stupid shit and end up getting six, seven years? Because basically you followed the big homie. You know what I mean? Man, that shit been going on forever. And they knew that you was manipulated by the big homie in order to do this, this situation. Now nah, you didn't tell, but they knew. You know what I mean? You know, and you went and did your time and, and things of that nature, but they knew this dude led you right down the wrong path. It, this, this situation ain't no different. She did commit that crime herself, you know, but at the same time, man, you don't, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, at, at, at 19 years old, when you involved in anything, you impressionable, you know? So like I say, I, I, I mean, I, my, I don't know the families or the victims or nothing like that, but I know they, they hate to see it, but I mean, she did 50, man, plus, you know, so. Yeah, there's nothing more we could ask of her, man. Um, hey, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart. So um, we're available on all those platforms for those who um, aren't following us on the podcast platforms. And uh, FG, man, where can they tap in with you on uh, your social media? Man, on, on Instagram, man. I'm on FGeneral1 at Instagram. And then on uh, YouTube, come over there, man. Hit that subscribe button, man. Hit that like button on FG Unleashed on YouTube. And uh, forgive me for not shouting out that person that asked us that question about the uh, safety valve. I'll um, I'll shout you out on the next episode, my my bads. And send us questions. You could uh, leave us a question on the Apple Podcast um, site where you could leave a comment and review. You can hit up the Instagram at uh, street.n.scholars. And I'm at Alex Alonso101 on Twitter and Instagram. Hit me up there, Street TV on YouTube. And thanks for listening to another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.